Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to a quick hit uh, episode of Forever Mighty. I don't know if it's an episode. I don't know what it is, but we are very excited uh, to speak today uh, with Lindsay Ember, who is the organist, pianist, I am uh, keyboardist, I'm not sure technically what it is, uh, for the uh, Anaheim Ducks and the Honda Center. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? Hi, I'm well. Thank you for. Uh, it is an organist that okay. actually on the timesheet it shows up as organ player. So <laughs> <laughs> that's your position, organ player. Okay. Um, so let's see. When was this? Uh, so right at the start of the season, uh, looks like it was like I don't know, two weeks ago or something like that. I can't count. Uh, you released a little list of. Um, uh, what you're calling organ flourishes uh, for all of the players when they get a goal or an assist. And I believe what you said is it's to be played in the background while the call is being made by the PA. Yes, it's it's a half second ditty per player, a little jingle, uh, just to acknowledge that they have scored or assisted on a goal. <laughs> so before we get into the list, which is full of super, super fun little things, how long have you been doing the... Well, how long actually have you been the uh, organist uh, for Ducks games or for the Honda Center? I've been with Anaheim since 2015. Uh, my first game was game one of the first round of the playoffs against Winnipeg that year. Oh, so no pressure at all. Just totally yeah. fine. Just right into it. No big deal. Not I'm a- glad to see they didn't set you up. <laughs> um, and... I guess a silly question would be like, how long have you been playing the organ? Is this something you grew up playing? Is it something you picked up later in life? I began with piano, as many do. Sure. Uh, classically trained the whole Certificate of Merit program for those who know what that is. <laughs> and once I graduated out of that, go to college, and you realize you can't quite fit a piano into the dorm room. <laughs> So I bought probably uh, a, a cheapy $100, $150 Casio keyboard, CTK900. And it is one where it's like any other MIDI keyboard, has electronic sounds on it. And this one had a drawbar organ function of all things. And I thought, this is pretty neat. So I sort of like, I, I got into organ after that. And I sort of started following along with... Uh, some of the organists in baseball and hockey and mm-hmm. being from LA, Nancy B over at Dodgers was yeah. 
who I follow along and I play in her style even now because that's kind of how I learned. After college, I got a job with the Dodgers because my degree from uh, UCI was, UC Irvine was criminology, law and society and social ecology. It's a really long way to say, <laughs> to say that. And I think it was just I got the social social ecology double because um, the only reason I got that was because I had too many credits for the one major. So I had to take a second one um, <laughs> if I wanted to stay a student. And um, so anyway, I got a job with the Dodgers managing security statistics um, sure. in that department. My real first day of on the job training for our command center was um, opening day of 2011, which was the Brian Stowe. Uh, Giants fan that got really bad. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was sort of like on the first day, and I'm just sitting back training. I'm not doing anything other than listening to what's going on, and I was like, oh gosh, there's a lot to do. So in any case, um, I worked at Dodgers since then, and at some point, I thought there's no during the off season. I thought there's no way that I'm going to be leaving downtown LA at 5 p.m with all that traffic there. So I I stayed there until traffic died down. I went to the press box and, oh, there's an organ here. I, I know how to play piano. Sure, I can I can sort of do this because there's no one here. Right. Um, weekday during the off season. So I would just do that. And at some point the sound engineers helped me out. Maintenance helped set me up on that thing. Um, one time I was playing after and they had a corporate batting practice that afternoon and the person who was operating the board said, you, you, you just want to play play out in the bowl. And that's how I started playing some events for them. Um, and at some point, um, Nancy B took a vacation or she was off for the entire homestand because Nancy B situation toward the end, it's that's a long story too. Uh, we could go like an hour on that, <laughs> that she lived in Nevada and she would come in toward the end of her career for homestands. And so one homestand was only six games and she just didn't want to come in for only six games. Sure. And that's how I got tapped to do the Dodgers gig for a little while. Um, and of course, the Ducks, the reason I got the Ducks gig was because while I was doing just my normal Dodgers security work, having fun in the press box playing around. We had that stadium series, Dodgers and Kings, in 2014. So January 2014 is my first exposure to, to the hockey industry, so to speak. Sure. Uh, and they must have remembered me because in 2015 they gave me a call to see if I wanted to audition for the postseason, which I did. Um, I actually was working Coachella that weekend, so it was fun. I came down from L.A., went to Honda Center, auditioned, and then drove straight out to Coachella Valley to work that weekend. Oh, my goodness. I go into Honda Center, um, and we don't even know if the Roland Atelier organ upstairs is working or not because no one has tried it since, um, I guess, Bob Ducanel was the last person to play that in 2007 or so. Oh, wow. And I, as soon as I round the corner, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is awesome because Roland Atelier is the same make and model that Dodger Stadium had. So it's like, that's the organ I learned on. So yeah. I was comfortable. I had brought my, uh, my little backup um, Roland little portable one just in case I needed to, in case the one that they had at Honda didn't work. Fortunately, it did. 
and I'm just playing around a little bit. At some point, uh, they at some point, and I'm talking to Rich Cooley and and Davin Maskey, who were um, in charge at the time. Rich was the director. Davin was manager of entertainment. And at some point, they say, "Just keep playing. We're going to pump it into the bowl, and we're going to go down and and try to hear how it sounds." So I'm playing. They go downstairs and do whatever it is. A few minutes later, I'm still playing Get Lucky because why not? Yeah. So a few minutes later, Davin comes up and says, okay, you want the job? It's yours. <laughs> Most successful audition ever. Oh my, I, you know, I have absolutely no musical talent, but I know a couple of people who play instruments and stuff like that. And I think that might be the most, uh, positive and totally awesome like audition story i've ever heard there's always stories where it's like i got there and then this didn't work and then that didn't work and all that kind of stuff it was That's super so stressful yeah th that morning um and this is just this speaks to my my special um my special cerebral property i guess that morning i am having breakfast with my dad at one of the breakfast places up here uh, because he was visiting from Maine and it was his last day. And so I didn't want to just go to Anaheim and that be it. I still wanted to sort of do a proper send off. But I was so nervous. I just could not eat. I remember and I remember ordering this pancakes and eggs thing and barely getting two bites in before I was just like, I, I can't. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> so when I eventually went to Coachella and checked in and I just went to the catering tent and and just had a lovely dinner. <laughs> <laughs> just making up for all the stress of the day. I, yeah. That's awesome. Um, so how quickly um, or how soon did you start doing the kind of goal and assist flourishes or... Is there something that kind of happened along the way where you're like, oh, that seems like a fun idea or something like that? Okay, so at the beginning when I started, we were using, the DJ was just pressing a button on the instant replay that corresponded to an organ chord, essentially, that Bob had recorded. Mm -hmm. And of course, I always have a distaste for recorded organ music because that takes sure. it away from a live musician. I'm sure Bob would feel the exact same way. And I'm sure that he did not appreciate whatsoever that they were using the recording as opposed to using him. Uh, so at, I thought I would just out of habit, whenever I hear something, whether it's an instrumental or just live music, I try to figure out what's the chord structure? Can I play this? Oh so goodness. after hearing all of these flourishes being played, for each goal and that we score, I thought, I'm just gonna start playing along. Not that I'm going out into the bowl or anything. Sure. Just to have some fun with it. Let me pretend that I'm going out into the bowl. And after a while, uh, I talked to Davin and we both had sort of a similar idea that maybe I should start taking over for the flourishes because the organ registration or instrumentation tonality that were set up for the pre-recorded instant replay flourishes obviously different than the registrations or tonality that I had chosen for the organ when I started playing. So the flourishes sounded like it came from a different instrument as it were 
to the stuff that I would play during gameplay or intermission or whatever it is. So for consistency's sake, I started playing the little flourishes and I thought one chord is kind of, I don't know, basic. So <laughs> I looked to inspiration from uh, Matt Kaminsky, who is the organist for the Atlanta Braves. And okay. what Matt does is he plays a walk-up song for opposing players. And he sort of does a tongue-in-cheek tie-in for that. Um, I, I just remember like Frosty the Snowman for Marcus Stroman. And, and things oh, like wow, that's fantastic. So the wordplay was sort of like, you know what, that that's great for my somewhat divergent brain and it keeps me busy. So I thought I have to do something like this. So the added challenge, of course, is I can't play a 10 second, 15 second clip. I am limited in a flourish to about half of a second, if oh, that. So I thought, well, what can I play that's sort of an earworm for each player that fits into this intellectual coming up with some something that kind of ties to the player somehow that is also recognizable and very limited time. Right. So, so that's where I got things like for when Cogs had the Iron Man strip, that's how I got Iron Man for Cogliano. It's very simple because it's basically a three chord sequence. Uh, that's how um, when we had Vatnin and it was the Vatman, that's how I got Batman for him because it's very simple, it's very recognizable, and it doesn't take mm -hmm. a lot of time. And so that's just, you know, just extrapolate that to other players. And I do a lot of wordplay with that if there's some sort of a nickname, some sort of a hometown connection, because I still do Pennsylvania polka for that Gibson assist that we had earlier this year. Things like that. So that is fantastic because one of the things that I noticed when I first kind of looked at the list is like all of the little, I, I, my, my inclination would be to say like puns. Um, but, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily the right thing, but it's so funny to just to really see the, the breadth of all these little flourishes and where they come from. You've got theme songs, you've got classical songs, you've got pop songs, uh, you know, like on here, you've got 99 Luft Balloons for Isaac Lundestrom. And that's just great. like saddest song in the world. But that's such a great uh, a little thing. And you know, I, I think the thing, the thing that for me, one of the things I think that really kind of clicked it at first was when I saw that Silverbird is Silver Bells. And I was like, oh, now I get exactly what all of this is. Like, that was kind of my little key. And yeah. I was like, oh, and then you have Freebird for Cam when Fowler and Bird. And so, like, I guess out of players that are no longer on the team, what are some of the the ones that you've kind of enjoyed getting just just because because you know I, I i would imagine that like when you think of it and then the first time you get to play it you're like yeah that works that's totally great what are some ones that you remember from players of the past that you were really happy with sure my favorite has to still be ricard raquel never gonna give you up <laughs> Because not only would I have an opportunity to play Never Gonna Give You Up when Raquel scored, but if this was close to intermission or if it was an overtime goal or something very significant, even 
getting first star, I could just rickroll everyone on the way out of the building. So that's so that good. was sort of my favorite. Yeah. That's fantastic. Have you have you ever heard from any of the players? I, I want to get to Lindholm in a second because I, I had asked your question when we were talking first. Um, have you ever heard from any of the players about any of the flourishes that happen or do they ever see the lists and how does that kind of go? No, I don't. Um, I have very limited contact with players. In fact, the first time that I was probably, I mean, we see people backstage or Disney cast member at Lingo. Oh my God. <laughs> it's once, once you work for that company, you do not forget <laughs> a single thing that you are taught. Point. So um, I, you see players down on the service level because that's sort of a common area. You're working there, they're working there. Right. But there's not really much discussion. It was sort of that way. It's, it's always, that's how I am. That's how I used to be with the power players too. Limited very limited we just work in the same place but we don't talk or anything and uh so the only time like the first time that i really got extended interaction with anyone was with the players and i usually actually with the with the emergency goalie i would have good i would i would see them in the press box quite a, a bit because that's sure. where yeah but in terms of actual on ice probably uh what we did first flight two days or whatever it was before COVID shut everything down in 2020. Yeah. And I remember that for that year's first flight, uh, I was, I had a job of operating the scoreboard uh, at center ice. So I was down there doing the scoreboard and someone skates over while they're doing their practice before everything opens up for the kids and says, you just do everything around here, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask who that was that made that comment? Uh, that was one of the practice goalies. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the thing I kind of alluded to a second ago with Hampus Lindholm is, is you said that he is the only player that has ever picked his flourish. Hampus is the only player who has ever asked what he would want a fl his his walk-up song, so to speak, to be. Uh -huh. So uh, Hampus is the only one who has ever given an answer. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well. I have the tiger, by the way. Yeah, so that is such a great pick because that's that song is so funny. And it's just like, for a player like Hampus... It's just so funny because it's just like, oh, yeah, like you're not going to score a lot. You're not like that's not kind of what you're on the team to do. So when you do, it is kind of that rocky feeling of like, oh, I did it. Like, this is great. Um, I, I enjoy, Yeah, what I really enjoyed speaking of that exact scenario, but even rarer than that was Ryan Miller. Uh, greatest American hero was what I had <laughs> him once as soon as he passed that 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 record for wins or whatever i chose i was like okay we're going greatest american here because that's really what this is yeah absolutely and i just remember what am i i have a great memory um on miller's retirement game and it's the last time that we're going to see milsey at honda center as a roster player and during the postlude, so to speak, for that game, that's I just was like, okay, I'm just gonna play that theme song for like a minute or two, and that's I saw so that awesome. he's leaving the ice, and that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's great. That's that's the kind of stuff that's just it's the little special stuff, and I and I think those are the kind of moments where 
you know, the, the kind of entertainment aspect of it really has so much to, to deliver, right? And that's where you as an organist can give so much, because I would imagine everybody heard it, everybody registered it, but nobody was like, oh, it was just more of like, oh, this is a great song. And, he did, and then I'm sure on the drive home, they were like, wait a minute, was that? Oh, that's so cool. And I just think those are kind of, the little things, you know, like you talked about having worked at, at Dodger Stadium. And for me, when I was still going to Dodger games, one of the things I always loved was walking out at the end and getting to hear, I love LA. Yeah. I, I don't know that I've ever listened to that song outside of the ravine, <laughs> but that song makes me so happy because it completely fills the kind of bubble of my experiences. It's that like, oh man, now we're walking out of here and we, you know, we're gonna walk to the car and it's, we're gonna sit in the car for 45 minutes and then maybe, you know, we'll move 10 feet. And the entire time I just get to hear Randy Newman in the background and I'm gonna be ecstatic yeah. and I'm gonna talk over it. I'm gonna yell over it. There's gonna be all this other stuff going on, but the entire time right in the back, I'm just gonna get to hear Randy and it makes me so happy. Next time so, we play Los Angeles, Listen for I Love L.A. in a minor key when Los Angeles commits a penalty. Okay, so this is one of those things where I'm going to have to ask you to to uh, dumb it down for me. Because, I, as I said, I have uh, absolutely no musical ability. My uncle, God bless him, tried to teach me how to play the guitar, and that's an absolute disaster. Uh, what is the minor key differentiation? The minor key is essentially you take the third and you just lower it a half step. So... If you have C, E, G, or Do, Mi, So, mm -hmm. or root chord, all you do is take the Mi and lower it a half step to make E flat, or I think they call it May, is the huh. lower, the, the flattened third. That's I don't so know how solfege works. I'm not <laughs> a musician, I just play one on TV. <laughs> uh, you know what, that's, uh, that's fine, because I think you stayed at a Best Western last night, so you're totally good. Um, I'll hang in. <laughs> um, so I, I just had a, are there any songs, whether for the flourishes or just throughout the course of the game, that you have made a conscious decision to avoid? Yeah. What, just either it's overplayed or you don't like it personally or anything like that. Well, Baby Shark, let's get that out of the way. Sure, That's yeah. That's not happening. I don't care if San Jose is doing what. Actually, with San Jose, the one thing I want to troll them on is if we're some miraculously beating them by a 6-1 margin or something at the end of the game, and they score a pity goal with like a minute left, there's no way they're coming back, not even close. I just want to patch in there. and play. You remember that when they had that goal song contest that the fans got to vote on mm -hmm. and they had that ridiculous option for from lmfao called sharks remix oh it's my their god shots song but yeah then, sharks sharks i oh. just want to play that if san jose scores a pity goal in a blowout game oh i, I want that so bad that um, would be <laughs> but yeah baby shark is a song that i will not play i remember when i was starting early on pretty much the only thing that they said do not play this is was a competing sports theme song for one of the right like a competing rights holder like if they sure don't play the espn song yeah like that, which is simple enough 
except for the problem that um, when you when you do this long enough, all the songs start to run together. Sure. So sometimes I will start with the ESPN NHL theme, classic theme, right? And then I will transition into the NHL on NBC song because they are so <laughs> close. That's because all the songs in the world are the same as everyone knows. It's like Joe Satriani's in, um, If I Could Fly that becomes Coldplay's Viva La Vida, which is actually based on a Cat Stevens song. <laughs> Half the songs that I play are so open to interpretation. I do them in such a way that not even the YouTube strict copyright algorithm can detect that I'm playing that song because it's just so, it's open interpretation. So I'm playing one song and I'll get two tweets. I'll get a tweet from someone that says, thanks for playing this song. And then I'll get a, some, a tweet from someone else. Thanks for playing that song. It's the exact same thing. It's just, they interpret it differently. And that's sort of what I go for. It's like, I am so vague with what I do and non-committal which is my personality. And <laughs> that just means that you can decide for yourself. It's sort of a choose your own adventure. I'm just here to pretend to be the background character, I guess. That's um, fantastic. And then of course, um, and then of course I get super political always. Um, the, the reason that I changed uh, Silverberg's flourish from uh, the Hedwig theme from Harry Potter, Silver Bells. Yeah. Because we're not doing any railing stuff. Yeah, no, I, you're not going to get me to push back on that one at all. That's, uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't want to play that fucking song either. Uh, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, are there any songs that the building or management has asked you to play? Or is it more of just like, do your own thing, have a great time, but just please don't get us in trouble with the rights holders? <laughs> yeah, pretty much that. I've had people on our entertainment staff request various things i used to there used to be one of our full-timers downstairs that liked to hear um after we won when we were when we were winning very constantly yeah it would be a tradition i would just play trollolo which that russian song that, that to get around the censorship the the artist just said da -da 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 -da, you know that instead <laughs> of the actual lyrics and so i would just play that after wins and things like that. And a lot of the songs are like DuckTales started out as just this, I think this could be a good cap for the end of the period. And that just became mm -hmm. a good song, I guess. Um, after a win, my closing interlude is DuckTales. That's always the closer. And the closer on a loss is always bro him being very slow and somber. The first, very similar to how I first played bro him when I was introduced in 2015. So there are certain traditions like that. There are certain things you might hear um, if we're playing Chicago when they had a stronger stronger rivalry with St. Louis when and it takes all the teams have to be very competitive in order for there to be a strong rivalry, I guess. But when they had a strong rivalry, Chicago, we'd play them. And then if they did something and I wanted to sort of poke fun at their expense, I would play when the Blues go marching in and when St. Louis, I would play um what the heck is the the hawks march called is that the name of the song oh my uh frank pellico plays that at uh, in chicago and i have a recording of it and oh huh, i yeah. can't remember now <laughs> but yeah that's great that's things like that yeah yeah just pit different teams against each other and see if they notice oh, I'm, yeah, I'm 100 percent <laughs> here for that that's the best um 
So the one one little last question that I, I need to ask you, and, and I, I apologize if this is incredibly stupid. Have you ever found an excuse to play the entertainer, which might be one of, I think, the most well-known and simultaneously anonymous piano riffs at the same time? Um, well, I've done Joplin before. I don't know if I've done Entertainer. I've, I, I remember I did when we played Edmonton Game 7. I play, and We won Game 7, wow. And uh, Didn't know we were allowed to do that. <laughs> Red Pepper, Spicy <laughs> Rag, I played at that time. But, I mean, I started out, again, you know, you start out on piano, so you have all of these things in the back of your head. Sure. I play Maple Leaf and things like that. Uh, ragtime doesn't always convert well to organ, so it's sort of uh, you have interesting. You have to sort yeah because with the piano there there's sort of differences on of the on these instruments. Organ is a very much an instrument that builds on things like layering and sort of harmonization, uh, and a lot of there there's sort of I remember when I tried to explain to someone what is the difference between a draw bar that you can use in baseball versus one in hockey. And because someone asked me, why, why doesn't the new organ at Dodger Stadium, this was in 2016, why doesn't the new organ in Dodger Stadium sound right? It sounds weird. And they, my answer was, well, number one, they're using just the out of the box. There's no customization, whatever. And when you use an out of the box thing, it's going to sound like a 90s video game. But <laughs> sound wave property for baseball, because you are outdoors, because it is open air, you want something with rotary or something with variability in your sound wave. So it actually is it has activity, and then they can clat, they can come back and they can interact together and things like that. You don't want something that is sort of a low or an off rotary where it's a lot flatter. Mm -hmm. That's best served. That's better for inside where you do have the sounds banging off the seat or other abstractions coming back and you don't have that sort of open air. So you need to account inside for the fact that you are gonna have reverb and echo provided by the acoustical properties of the building itself. So there's a different sound that is appropriate for a different venue, depending on where you are. And I'm, I don't even remember what your question was. I just got off on this tangent. No, no, this is great. I Because <laughs> I don't know that anybody thought when they were going to be listening to this that they were going to get a physics lesson, but I am fascinated right now. So. I, took, I took one credit for the physics of music in college, and um, I don't know if I retained anything or if I'm just making stuff up at this point. But here's the thing, though. You're just saying it to me, and I don't know a damn thing. So as far <laughs> as I'm concerned, you're a genius. So this is great. The only thing I know about like sound is that you can use uh, egg cartons on the walls and allegedly, allegedly that's how you build a, 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 an in-home recording studio. But beyond that, I know absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of, of course. Yeah. <laughs> if, that's, yeah. That's why when we, when you go and see if you try to hear a concert, do a concert in an art gallery, it's not going to work well. Um, for, yeah. Yeah. There, no, but there, there are definitely things like that that you have to take into account when you do this stuff. It's. You have to think, how is this going to sound out there? And even sometimes whatever you come up with in your head sounds totally different. And then you have to adjust. And it's tough. And the, the tough thing, of course, is when I'm playing up there, I'm not hearing. A, I don't hear how it sounds. I don't know how it sounds. Right. I know is if 
there's a fan or someone who is recording and posts the video online and I'm like, oh, that's what that sounds like. And so that sort of helps me out to and it doesn't happen often, but that's that when it does happen, it helps me out to figure out you're constantly listening. And you know, when I do my recordings, I'm constantly listening to my recordings. I still listen to recordings I've done in 2015 and even earlier than that. Uh, because I'm listening for things I can improve upon. What what am I doing that I think sounds okay here? What am I doing that I think sounds like it can be better? And what right. am I completely messed up and no one noticed, but I sure did. That's awesome. That's that's so cool. I just think, like I said earlier, I got you know, it's just such a fun added dynamic. And I think one of the things that's really cool, kind of the more that I've kind of learned about you know, the way in arena entertainment is kind of presented is how much the organist can affect the kind of personality of the venue um, and and also how much you can put your own personality into it and and kind of be a part of all of that. Like I said, I, I just think that's so cool. You know, I think for... Uh, I don't know if it's it's a classical, not classical, but like a, a traditional thing or not. But I feel like the majority of times that we we kind of talk about organists, it's usually at baseball games, and you know, and you've got the, 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 the and it's just there's all these different cues and all these different things, and everybody's like, yeah, this is this is part of being at a baseball game, and I think you know, seeing that list. It, it was really just really wonderful to me to be like, oh, she is putting thought and effort and, 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 and joy and personality into what she's doing. And even if it is only a half second here or a half second there, like the totality of it makes such a difference. And yeah. it, it really does just like improve the quality of the experience from being in the arena. And I just think that's such a fun and, and, and really special kind of thing to be able to do. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm always open to suggestion. Um, when someone tweets me on, you know, at Lindsay Ember on Twitter and someone <laughs> it's like, hey, can you play this today? It's like, well, I always bring my computer with me just to, so I can pull up that YouTube video, listen to the song and try to figure out what I'm doing. Um, I remember I had someone request, I forgot what song it was, but it was complex enough that I thought there's no way I can pull this off. And I was like, well, no one's going to really hear it anyway. Phil's talking over me, so <laughs> I'll do it. And I did it. And I thought Phil was talking over me. No, Phil was just talking <laughs> on comms for our people. And it's just like a PA read because he hit the wrong button. He hit the button to talk to us, not the button to go over the uh, loudspeaker. Oh. Um, and and I was just playing. I was playing solo, and apparently it was decent. I mean, <laughs> I remember there have been so many games where I thought I have messed things up terribly. The, the, the running gag, the first, the running joke in our department, the first few years that I was there, uh, because I panicked sometime in 2015 on one game when I accidentally, there's a, when you're, when you're playing an organ, there's a swell pedal that you control with mm -hmm. your right foot. And that, and some of these swell pedals on the Atelier, that's one instrument that has this feature, there is a little button or tab toggle on the top of the pedal on the left and on the right. 
and they're assignable to different functions. And the one on the left is assignable and is generally assigned on an atelier to a pitch bender. So okay. if you rock to your left, you're going to bend pitch down. And I remember that one time I was just club footing the whole thing and accidentally pitch bent while I was playing live. And I had no idea what happened because I didn't intend to do that. I didn't know that that mm -hmm. was the thing that I might do. And I was like, this doesn't sound right. Like, what's going on? Nothing's right here. And I just frantically go on calm and I'm said, <laughs> switch to DJ, switch to DJ. <laughs> and ever since then, Davin would poke fun at like I, he would compliment my playing, but it would always be under the undertone of, I don't know, that organ sounds awfully out of tune. <laughs> it's just a running gag for I don't know how long, but you know, it's this, it's it. We're, we work together so often that we have so much fun with it that it's important to have those moments because no one noticed other than me really that that's what happened that one time. I think right. that terribly. I think that I'm going to get fired and no one cares and that's sort of the main thing is like there's so many things that you think about that's oh this is just life life lesson there's so many things that you think about that are so much pressure that you can put on yourself of i have to be perfect in this one i have to do this they're going to notice this they're going to make fun of me for that they know that i messed up whatever people don't care for the most part that's just how it is and that's so tough to sort of comprehend because I still get that way so often and then the next day no one cares like I'll play something and I think like I'll do a song selection because I remember when Bo Meester got hurt uh in St. Louis this was right before COVID too yeah and so he's down on the bench and usually when we have player injuries we don't usually play DJ because we don't want to do club atmosphere when someone yeah playing. we don't know what to do so so I am the we don't know what to do person sure they come to me when we don't know what to do. And so during injuries, I'll often play. And I'm trying to play, you know, there was one game, a few a few games ago, we had something of that nature. We, what was it? Um, Grant had scored or something like that. And we had, a, we had, we had an injury on a goal scored just during mm -hmm. this season, right into the boards, go to the hospital, stretcher coming out on the ice, the whole thing. Yeah. And go to Oregon, okay. I don't know what to play. So I start playing improv funeral stuff, not funeral, like funeral stuff, but I, I just call it the funeral stuff simply because I most associate that dynamic, that tempo and that style with a funeral dirge. Uh -huh. even though it's, not. it's just an improv, this is sound. This is supposed to be comforting sound. We hope we don't overwhelm you. We don't want to be offensive. We right. have to figure out what we're doing here. We don't want to go full silence because then that just draws more attention to the fact that, uh-oh, something's wrong. Right. So trying to go on with the show, but we have to slow it down drastically. And so I would I would play that. And then for when Bowmeister happened, um, I play that and then I would play various things there's there are a few songs that are about hope you know basically amounting to i hope you get better and, mm -hmm. and it's like that i'll play trees from medicine man i think that's a nice calm song and it also is from the movie medicine man and 
that's just just a general well i guess that's sort of related i don't want to play like a super fast-paced like dr worm from they might be giants or something like that <laughs> that might be the wrong tone for that percent i want to get oh, a sort of slow slower pace and then um i and then when bowmeister started to look like okay he's he looks a little bit stabler or they are not as concerned as they were at the beginning of this episode. So maybe he is on his way to becoming well enough to be taken off of the ice or the bench in that case. And so I switched to sort of a low key uh, when the blues go marching in St. Louis, things like that. It's like, how do I stand in solidarity with you? Right. Um, amazing grace. Is that too far? Right. Or not, you know, because I'm getting on their headsets like, don't play that, don't play that. And <laughs> now I'm thinking I messed up terribly because I've played this and I'm, you know, and then and I I go on Twitter and I'm getting tweeted at by all these blues fans thanking me for playing this song and even Ducks fans saying that. So you never know. Um, just try to do your best and sometimes it works out and hopefully it works out and like this this career that I've stumbled into um, it all came about because I played the Oregon at Dodger Stadium without permission and I got in trouble by my boss into the, the my boss here's the thing with Dodger security it was such a mess that I don't want to air too much dirty laundry but they changed heads of the department every single year for about four years and then in 2014 when they thought that the heat had died down enough from the brian stowe incident they brought back the person who was sort of in charge ish on the day that stowe happened and oh yeah so that's the and, and of course in the interim i had updated all of the files i'm like you can't schedule people on microsoft word at least use excel if you don't want to buy a scheduling program <laughs> but I'm, i've made all these modernization and upgrades and so of course the person comes back there sees all the upgrades that i have made and ooh, that's 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 not good so um i i remember that yeah so yes you're looking at someone who got suspended from the Dodgers for playing the organ at the stadium. And that, and now I'm the organist for the Ducks. So even though something is super bad, good movie, by the way, even when something is, it is in a really bad straight like that, and it just feels like the end, you never know where it can lead. And for me, it led to Anaheim. And it's, this is, this is a team that uh, has really been super awesome. That's so wonderful. I, you have already given me so much of your time. I, I, just, I think we were talking about this. I was like, I think it'll be like hopefully 50, 20 minutes. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I spent 40 minutes, which is very much on brand for this stupid podcast. We always go long. Um, so you will be playing tonight. Yeah. Tampa is there anything you know, uh, I, I, that I anybody of, should be looking for? I sort of blew it because they still have Perry, right? Wait, who, Tampa? Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Still, I, like for a second, I was like, "What's What happened?" <laughs> I was completely disassociated. I'm so sorry. Um, I, I sort of ruined it last game because post lit I was too. I was too like, "Oh my gosh, we won in overtime against you know Seattle," um, and so exciting. And and yeah, it's like I usually like when Perry comes. Maybe I'll just play it anyway. I don't care. Uh, when Perry comes, I like to play Katy Perry, uh, Teenage Dream, and. Um, 
that because yeah that was i remember <laughs> i remember my girlfriend's the one who who is hip and knows songs sure. i do not. right so so i listen and and she's huge into stone temple pilots so we would listen um and i remember i don't know a darn thing about music you have to remember again not a real musician and, <laughs> and so she's playing we, we get to we get to i think it was interstate love song sure i'm like that's our song that's our, and she's like no 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 that's a sad no <laughs> no I'm, again i'm dumb I see, I see, like, it's that love song in it. Why not, right? And, um, you know, I, I I drive on one of the interstates going to work, I, I think. And, and so she's like, no, no, our song's Teenage Dream. And I'm like, I'm in my 30s. Okay. <laughs> and so that's how, that's, and so, and I would just play song, like, I would pick up songs because of her sure that's one of them and so yeah that's that's now i play our song when perry comes to town just for fun i guess well it's it's also kind of cool just specifically that example is kind of cool because you know there's i believe it was that winnipeg series is when the whole Katy perry thing started with pairs yeah. and every and it's like Oh, you think you're so clever? Well, every time he scores on you, I'm gonna play Katy Perry, and uh, it sucks to suck. Sorry. That, that reminds me. Thanks for reminding me. It's weird how this works. And by the way, to answer the thing that I rambled on, no, I have not played Entertainer. Um, but <laughs> to the other point, um, that's a goal flourish that I really enjoyed was Hallelujah for Corey Perry. <sighs> and Corey Perry is a saint, number one, but number two on that one was that overtime winner, the comeback on Catella, I can only think of a song. That was that was the song. Like, yeah, not even for Perry, just the fact that it happened. Yeah, right? absolutely. And so, because Perry is the one who scored that goal, that became Perry's goal flourish going forward, and it just tied in well enough that that's how it was. So, so there, there you go. I like playing that flourish too. There you go. That play. that's. That's a great one. I don't know that there would be a, a a more perfect song to play in that moment than that because uh, I imagine pretty much everybody went, oh, game seven. Yay. I also played that song. Remember when we were playing Colorado and there was a shot to the glass behind the net and there was like a 17-minute glass delay? They're like, yes. The team's off the ice to go to intermission. Like, they first they took them off the ice and they didn't know what was happening. And then at mm. some point into it, like five minutes into the delay, they're like, we can't fix this right now. Let's just do intermission early. We'll add the 10 minutes onto the third period. And so I started playing you know, at some point. I played Hallelujah definitely when they got the new piece of glass out and we didn't know that it wouldn't work yet. Uh, <laughs> we thought that it would. Um, but I remember, and then when it didn't work, I started playing, um, I think I played, um, what, what is the name of that? The, the song that, this is the song that never ends from. Uh, oh, sure. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah. And then, of course, as soon as it was very obvious to us that they are going to intermission, just switch that up to DuckTales to sort of, hey, this is the intermission song I play yep. anyway. So maybe you'll realize we're going to intermission. Yeah. No, hey, uh, little cues like that, they work. They work really yeah. well. Again, Lindsay, I cannot tell you. Thank you so much for sure. sitting down with me this afternoon, early morning. I don't know. I don't know how time works anymore. It doesn't make sense. 
Um, I, I really, I really appreciate it. This was so much fun and I very much, uh, look forward. Uh, I'll be in the, in the, uh, in the stadium for the Toronto game. So I will, I will absolutely make sure to keep my ear open for any little, any little things that you play and, and stuff like that. And I'll lay Montreal for Toronto. Remember that, goal, remember that goal song? I think that was the best goal song in the league. And that's what you're going to play for Toronto? I, lo I love to play I love to play that for them. That's so good. I the rivalry <laughs> part of it is just so great. Just like, oh yeah, you two don't like each other. I'm gonna play each other's songs for you. That sounds great. I mean, I, I mean like, hey, like no, Canada, but like from the South Park movie, French Canada when Montreal actually comes to town. Blame Canada is just sort of a blanket for the entire country. Sure. Uh, and it's usually it's you tie it in. It's like it something bad has had to have happened in order to get the blame candidate cue. I'm not just going to play that if we're doing well. <laughs> but if the referee makes a call you don't like, because I've gotten asked like you, I, I I it's like will you play three blind? Mind? No, I will not. That's like the one song that I you know there there are certain songs that you do not want to play. You don't want to play anything that is super over the top, personally degrading to someone. Yeah play something that makes fun of a disability right and there are certain so you know while while an opposing team will score a goal and we'll be super and i'm you know this year now i'm, I'm starting to play opposing goals and so i'm trying to think of songs that would fit in for opposing goals and so while i might play like you know what, what's that CeeLo green fu song yeah forget you um and exactly. I might play that on an opposing goal. And I remember that Cooley, um, after, it's like, I'm thinking, oh, is the, 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 is the boss not going to like this? So I remember after the game, Cooley was, found it hilarious that I had played it. So I'm like, okay, good. Yeah. Uh, but so while I might play something like that, which is kind of an aggressive, hey, what the song, um, I, you don't want to, I, and I might play a song in that's sort of like poking fun at someone like when mcdavid took a penalty and goes to the box and while he's going to the box i'm playing jesus christ superstar for mcjesus <laughs> um you you don't want to play something that is gonna you know make fun of uh this i i put on my government hat now because i'm also a neighborhood council president up here in la and so being on the council, we're doing all sorts of legal stuff all the time and looking at laws and stuff like that. Right. And so I just remember, and we just had HR training this year at Ducks because we have it every uh, preseason anyway. Um, the 17 protected characteristics in the state of California, you do not want to play something that is going to be trying to degenerate or make fun of one of those 17 protected characteristics because that's like super over the top and not cool. Yeah, no, and, and that's... <clears throat> You know, I, I think that actually like perfectly kind of ties in just to fandom in general is we have all had conversations with fans of other teams or fans of our own teams and just ripped each other to shreds. Yeah. And it never once crosses a line. It's just 100% the way you get at it with your cousins or your siblings or all that, where it's just, you know. And maybe siblings is a little bit of a bad example because me and my sister can get a little personal sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, more often than not, it's really just about the joy and, and engaging in this kind of like, oh, yeah, by the way, I hate you right now. Just so you know, for the next three hours, I hate you. So just so yeah. we're clear. And that's so fun. And, and to do it without having to worry about denigrating anybody or, 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 or putting anybody down and to really 
you know, and, and that's why I think like the what you were saying with with uh, the Blues and the Hawks and and Montreal and Toronto is so perfect. Because yeah. it's really like, oh no, this is you guys, right? Oh, it's not weird. Oh, and it's just perfect. And that's that's really the best part of 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 fandom and communal fandom is you know being able to mess with each other and tease each other and you know stuff like that um so I, yeah i that's great because yeah you're right you don't ever want to you don't want to put somebody else down trying to make a pointless joke at somebody else it's just never yeah. worth it right um well, it is little afternoon, and I'm sure you're going to have to sit in four and a half hours of traffic to get to Anaheim this evening. <laughs> I live in Santa Monica. There's a reason I only go to, like, two, three games a year, so I, I completely understand. Um, I, my, my campaign is always – we have a train station across the street from Honda Center. The Samuelis, like, run the thing now. <laughs> Can we get, like, later trains for Ducks and – angels games yeah because like i i could just take i could just go to you know i can like if i wanted i can go to van nuys and take a train all the way down and, and i'll get there just in con you know whatever the schedule says but i can't get back home right and so yeah la That's land of perfect trouble transportation not a thing not a thing wrong yeah just the best uh i i Again, Lindsay, I really can't tell you uh, how grateful I am for you to, to give us your time this afternoon. Sure. Uh, is there anything you would like to say, share, anything like that real quick? Um, uh, yeah, just th thank you so much for having me. And um, if you want to hear anything, just find me on Twitter. It's just my name. And let me know what you want to hear, and I will do my best to pretend to play it. <laughs> there you go, folks. That's it. And uh, always make sure to record it and uh, send videos back to Lindsay so she can make sure that uh, she's killing it like she always is. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I just I always end up repeating myself at the end of these. It's like an essay. I never really know how to end it. Uh, Lindsay, thank you so much. And I 100 percent look forward to hearing all of these flourishes going forward and, and, and into the future. And I uh, just wish you all the best. Thank you. And yeah. And oh, game on Sunday when you come it that's the Halloween game. That's one of my favorite games of the year. You're going to hear a lot of fun stuff. Oh, fantastic. That's perfect. Um, I will I will keep my ear open. And if I, I will hope that something from uh, Nightmare Before sneaks in there. So well, yeah, our, our neighborhood councils, actually, we're doing a movie in the park of Nightmare Before Christmas on the Saturday. And as part of that, I've been just going to blur these out. Yeah, Danny. Yes. Um, I'm just like, yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you will. <laughs> I'm sure and, you. <laughs> and I, yeah, I, I don't know if, if I can think of a composer off the top of my head who is more uh, just mood associated with uh, the organ than Danny Elfman, whose life exists in somber tones. <laughs> um, so... Uh, yeah, again, thank you so much, Lindsay. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, at everybody, or to everybody listening, uh, this will probably go up uh, probably after the game tonight, but still, at Lindsay Ember. We will make sure to tag her when we release this. Give her a follow. Send her, you know, little notes when you hear something you love. Less so if you hear something you don't like. We're listening, you know, whatever. Uh, but, um... Give her a follow and uh, just keep your ears open because this is one of the, the best parts about live sports. 
So thank you, everybody, and uh, have a great day.